0: Welcome back to TV Solo. Uh, on today's episode, <clears throat> it's The Mandalorian Season 3. Yep, more Star Wars stuff. Um, look, I'm not gonna lie, I really like this season. I kind of just forgot about its existence. Like, every episode I was just like, okay, yep, cool. Uh, there isn't much going on that's interesting. It all just seems to be set up for other shows or kind of just half-assed episodes. Uh, I, I just think that this show could have been so much better uh, because like it, cause it had an interesting premise. If they'd basically done all of this without Grogu being in it, I think it would have been more interesting. And then you build back up to having Grogu. But because they wanted Grogu back in it and they just have him in two episodes of The Mandalorian and all of the resolution of like the last season is just like done... It just kind of goes, well, okay, so Grogu's back and now we're just having him there and the all the tension and like all the interests out, uh, yeah, so I don't know. This one just felt really weird. It just felt like set up for a lot of other stuff and it just didn't, it, it didn't, it wasn't really interesting. Like none of it was like, oh yeah, cool. Or it just felt like Star Wars porn, uh, Star Wars nostalgia porn again. Like, they just bring back things that don't need to be brought back. Or, like, here's this thing you recognise. Like, oh yeah, by the way, full spoilers. Uh, (laughs) So, if you haven't watched the Book of Boba Fett and you didn't know Grogu was in it, Grogu's back in it. Um, Yeah. But, yeah. So, it starts with, basically, the Mandalorian going, hey, look, I want to be a Mandalorian again. Um, And I'm going to do this challenge of trying to find, find the minds of Mandalore and go and swim in them and get my helmet back on and then I don't have to take it off ever again except when I eat and stuff like that but not around other people (sighs) and then he kind of tries to revive IG-11 because he goes and meets meets, um whatever the guy's name is and he runs into a group of pirates and it's like oh. and then you're like okay cool so they're bringing back IG-11 and then you go okay cool he was alright in the first season. It He had a death that was interesting. And then we're gonna reanimate that corpse and drag it through the slums and he needs to go get a pop. And then he goes and meets with Bo-Katan and then she's like, Oh yeah, no, you can't go there. You need, it will be, it's a bad, like Mandalore is abandoned and you can't go there. It's dead. And then he goes, no, I'm gonna go there anyway. And that's basically the episode and it's like, oh, okay, cool. And you're like, cool. <laughs> And like, the, the space stuff was a bit interesting, but it it's just, it's, it didn't feel in, like, it was just like, oh yeah, here's some stuff. And then it just, we're gone. I think, was the first, I think the first one's the one where you don't even, like, you meet the Mandalorian and then it cuts and then it, go- so, which I feel like the, yeah, you've got the big space monster and then the Mandalorian just shows up. And then it's like, okay, cool. The Mandalorian just shows up in nowhere, blasts it with his ship and you're like, okay, cool. Like, it doesn't really paint the Mandalorians as, like, these badass, like, killers. Because they struggle with this big fucking thing. And they're all just getting whipped about and just being absolutely wrecked. And you're like, these are meant to be really efficient warriors. But they keep dying to, like, the dumbest things. And you're just like, oh, okay, cool. And yeah, and then it's just like, okay, cool. Let's have a little space fight. And then that's about it. And you're like, cool. And then the second episode kind of just comes into hey look they bring the worst character ever back that stupid shipyard lady who um annoys the hell out of me and they bring her back and she goes look here's this old robot that everyone recognized that was from the first movie well a new hope that saved the rebellion and everything because he blew up and r2d2 then got picked and now you're meant to go oh yeah cool that droid is so important and then it you're meant to care that it gets destroyed, like, uh, it just it just feels so annoyingly, like, hey, look, we're just shoving things that you remember down your throat, or things that have happened in other stuff, and you're meant to care, and they give you no backstory on it, and it's just like, okay, cool. There's these weird dudes in the caves, and there's just, like, bashing things, and he just gets beaten up, and then it's like, Grogu, get away, and go and help me, because I get captured, and by a weird eyeball thing in a giant crab suit. Or whatever it is. And then Grogu has a little adventure, Goes and gets Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan comes and saves him. And then it's like, cool. And that's it. And then he falls in the water. And then he gets his little bath. And it's all resolved in two episodes. Like, everything that like you would have thought would be one big long adventure is him going to Mandalore. discovering, exploring Mandalore. It's just done in one episode. Like, it's like, here's the objective. I'm going to go and get in the minds of Mandalore. Next episode, I've done it. I'm back to being uh, on the minds of Mandalore. I- I've cleansed myself. I've redeemed myself. Now I can be a Mandalorian again. And it's just like, well, that would be something that you could build to. But this just feels like they just wanted to jump ahead. Then episode three is just kind of like, here's an action sequence. Then we cut to like political drama and this random guy who used to be like someone in the thing who wants to do cloning, so that they can bring cloning back, and then he gets tortured, and I'm assuming dies, because of the other spy lady, who everyone was like, oh yeah, no, they're not the spy lady they're referring to at the uh, end of episode 7, and then it's like, yeah, Bo-Katan, you can now lead all of the Mandalorians, because you also- no, wait, is that the next one? No, they 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 come back and they go, hey, look- yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. This is, Episode 3 is basically, it cuts away and then comes back to the Mandalorian after the guy gets tortured and it he goes, Hey look, we're doing the Mandalorian again. And the Mandalorian has now proven that he's a Mandalorian again. And you're like, cool. Then episode 4 is the foundling one where they get the little kid who gets sucked up by the big bird and you're like, Oh wow, that truly sucks for that kid. And then they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go fight and flight and find it. And then you get the backstory of Grogu. And then it's like, oh yeah, cool. We get to see the Audio 66, and then they do the redemption arc for the guy who plays um, Jar Jar Binks, who I didn't know until people started posting the um, screenshots. By the way, I was behind on this series, so I saw all the spoilers because everyone was just posting, Here, look, it's this guy who was Jar Jar Binks, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. It would have been more interesting <laughs> if it didn't do that. Um, yeah, and then Grogu gets a badge and told, hey, look, you could be a Mandalorian. And then Bo-Katan learns her, like, his... Here's the way of the Mandalore, because she's been told that she's a Mandalorian who runs in the cult because she doesn't have her following anymore. And then she proves herself time and time again. Which I have no problem. And then it's like, you can lead all of the Mandalorians. You don't have to wear your helmet anymore. You can just take it off. And it's just like, everything is just like fast forwarded. Uh, episode five is they have to go and fight the pirates again they come back and then there's bureaucracy and nonsense like that and you get the rebel guy and then that guy from whatever and then the Mandalorians come and save them and they have a little fight and it's all whoop-dee-doo-dee-dee-dees and I'm just like, cool. And then it's like, hey look, Bo-Katan, she doesn't have to wear a helmet anymore. She's cool with us and you should uh, respect that and she's going to lead all of the Mandalorians again under one banner and that's about it. And then you find out Moff Gideon's escaped. It's fine. Like, I have no issue with these episodes as a whole, as just, like, a build-up to, like, an entire season. I feel like these were, like, they're trying to cram it all into, like, eight episodes so that they can get all the plot points for the next shows that they want. So they can do that. And then it's Guns for Hires, which is the one I think everyone hates because it has Jack Black and Lizzo, who I didn't even know was in it because I didn't know who Lizzo was. Like, I knew who Lizzo was, but I'd never seen Lizzo, so I couldn't have cared less. And this is the one where you get to see the bounty hunters, like Mandalorians, going and being dicks because someone wants to get married. And they're like, oh, it's the Mon Calamari, and they want to fuck the tentacle-faced people. And it's a tragic Romeo and Juliet story, and you're like, no. Uh, but yeah, and then, they, yeah, they go to the thing. This one was kind of interesting, because I like the like background of like all the noir city and the underground droid club. Or whatever it was, like, place. And the fact that, I just like the fact that the Mandalorian just boots that little, um, battle droid. And it's just like, yeah, this is, this is the malfunctioning one. I don't know how that was meant to prove anything. Like, he just starts kicking them, and then one of them just starts running. And it's like, yeah, that's the one. And then it turns out, uh, Chris, the guy from Back to the Future is the bad guy. And he was evil, and then, the, the, yeah. And then they have a little fight, and then it turns out, because Bo-Katan beat the crab thing... Whilst the Mandalorian was beaten by it, she technically now can wield the Darksaber and everyone has to respect her. And I'm like, that's a cop-out so they didn't have to do the Mandalorian being defeated by like, Bo-Katan and they could just still be mates. Like, I would have had it much more interesting if you had an actual proper f- all-out brawl where, like well, like they do with that other guy. Because they have the fight and it would have been interesting to see Bo-Katan like, have to prove that she can beat the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian have to prove that he can still, like, Fight. What they, what they what they could have done is have it so that Bo Katan basically has to go, look, I'm gonna have to the way that we do this is I have to take off your helmet and you have uh and I have to get the dark saber basically. So he has a reason to fight because he doesn't want his helmet taken off, because otherwise he'd have to do the thing again. And then that would be your incentive, is like, I will take off your helmet if you do not fight me. And then he has to fight her because he doesn't want his helmet taken off. And then you can have, like, her go to take it off, and he yields, and then, then you can have the better fight. But, yeah, it's just like, okay, cool, she's won on a technicality. She's now the leader of Mandalore because she won on a technicality, which you, which isn't really badass or anything like that. Which is a shame, because the character's cool, but like, it's just pointless. And then you get, like, Moff Gideon telling all the generals in the army, and you get the reveal that Frawn is a character... Woo! If anyone doesn't know, Fraun is a blue guy from, like, the Legends uh, comics and stuff like that. And Rebels, I think, or something. I don't know. He's a blue guy, and everyone's really excited because he's meant to be, like, really evil and really cool and everything like that. And I'm like, cool. Again, it's just Star Wars throwing in things for the sake of setting up Ahsoka and all of that shit. And then we get all of the Mandalorians meeting and there's tension. And then there's, uh, they go to the minds of, they go to the Mandalore and everyone's cool. Oh yeah! And then we get fucking uh, Grogu in a robot suit. When did that happen? Yeah, it happened in this episode. Episode 7, they give the worst decision ever made and make IG-11 basically a baby carrier. It's so irritating. (laughs) Because it's so unnecessary. It's just like, hey, look, you can have uh, Grogu drive a little thing and press a button that says no or yes so that you can get communication between the Mandalorian and Grogu and other characters. Like, despite making like Grogu actually an interesting character and have him like defend himself, they just make him have a little powerful robot. And it's just like, oh, what the fuck is this garbage? And then the Mandalorians have a little spat, and it's like, well, these... The two groups of Mandalorians, the ones who take the helmets off and the ones who don't take their helmets off. And it's like, oh, we're going to have a little fight and we don't respect each other. And now we respect each other. Well, we don't respect each other, but we respect each other just a little bit more. And then there's a big monster that just comes out of nowhere for no real reason. (laughs) This is the show. It's basically a big monster comes out of nowhere for no real reason and then they have to kind of avoid it and then no consequences happen afterwards. It's just like, cool. And then it turns out that Mandalore is being used by Moff Gideon as a research facility for his next wave of clone people, which happens in the next one. And the Mandalorian gets captured, and then the guy with the big machine gun gets killed by some Praetorian guards, the guys who are red and have the purple sticks, and it's just like, yeah, that's not a real fight, (laughs) because he just gets absolutely destroyed. He fights all the clones, and the clones do good, and then he does that, and you're meant to care. Because he's the one who's been, like, the the antagonist against the Mandalorian for ages. Who's, like, butted heads with him. And he's the one who's like, no, I respect Din Djarin now and all of that. And you're like, cool. And then, yeah, Moff Gideon reveals there's a spy. And then everyone's like, what? And then everyone thought it was someone else. And then it turns out, now nah, it's just that lady who was in the other episodes. Not anyone in the Mandalorians. Which would have been interesting. Just some random person in what's it. And then, yeah. Din Djarin gets captured. No one takes off his helmet. They just leave him in the helmet. <laughs> uh, then you have the stupid red Mech droid thing fly down. And do a little bit of goofiness because he gets attacked by those little squeaky robot droids. And then you also have the callback to A Phantom Menace where you have the red things dropping and there's tension and he's doing a little fight scene. And then, yeah. And then Mandalorian discovers the clone... Moff Gideons, who you don't even know, you just think they're clones, because there's no presence of, like, Force-sensitive things, until (laughs) he goes and says it, like, 10 minutes later, once he's gone and actually run into the Mandalorian, and he just presses a button, just kills them all, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. That was a plot point that was set up, basically, so that they could justify, uh, how the Emperor returns, because they're Force-sensitive, and then, yeah... They discover that the planet can host life, and you're like, cool. And then Mandalorian and the guy, uh, Moff Gideon, have a fight, and then the Praetorian guards come, and he gets whooped, and then Bo-Katan comes, and then they have a little fight, and all the Mandalorians are fighting in their jetpacks and having a fight with all the clones with the jetpacks, and you're like, woo! My action figures are smashing against each other. Grogu's doing flips and shit. And the guy decides to crash the ship into the planet so that they can destroy the base and whatnot. And he actually has a brain and shoots out the window so he can escape. Which I thought wasn't going to happen because I was like, all these characters are stupid. So he wouldn't, he would just sacrifice himself. But no, he actually had a brain and shot out the window so he could escape. And then because the pla- uh, he smashes the ship into it, he... Destroys Moff Gideon. Oh yeah, Moff Gideon destroys the dark saber. So that was a whole plot point that was completely irrelevant because they don't have the dark anymore. And then Grogu saves the day because he can force all the fire explosion around him, which was cool, I guess. I mean, how much more interesting it would have been if the Mandalorian had to have an, a way out that didn't involve Grogu saving the day by just random force powers, and he didn't have Grogu, and it was more interesting because there wasn't a force sensitive user. Anyway, they set it up and the Mandalorian adopts Grogu, and then Grogu can train as a Mandalorian, and then he, yeah, and now Bo Katan rules all of Mandalore again, and the Mandalorians now contract higher for the Repu- uh, Re- rebels, or whatever the fuck it is now. And then they retire and they get a help, like an IG bot head again, so they can make IG 11 now The the. Marshal for the planet of the guy and then the Mandalorian retires on a farmhouse and Grogu's flipping frogs again And he's like Joel from the last of us because it's mad. Yeah (sighs) Yeah, if you can't tell this this show has just defeated me (laughs) It's not bad. It's just like every episode. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. This means nothing Why are we doing this? Let's just move on um and it just kind of resulted in nothing really super interesting happening. Yeah. I I don't know. It just felt it felt lacking in a lot of places and it felt rushed. It felt like this is just the season. It felt like the book of boba fett honestly. It just felt like here's a thing. We're going to jump around and not focus on the Mandalorian. Pedro Pascal is obviously checked out because he's not they don't do the helmet reveal at all even though they've done it each season. So you don't feel like Pedro Pascal is even there. You're just looking at a helmet guy, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it works. Like I, I ultimately think that my issues with the Mandalorian season one and two were the ways that they made the helmet come off, because like it would have been more interesting because they do the, they have the cop out in the first season where he takes the helmet off because it's an android and it's not a person, so it doesn't technically break his creed. And it's like, okay, cool, but yeah, you could have had it more impactful if he took the helmet off for Grogu so Grogu could force-heal because he's already force-healed, uh, what's-his-face, Kaga or whatever it is, in the previous episode because they had to get out force-healing before Rise of Skywalker put force-healing into it. And it wasn't just a random power that just suddenly came into existence. And so for- Grogu can force-heal, but no, they have to get an android. <laughs> and it would have more more important that Grogu did it than... And a, a robot, but hey, look, whatever, I'm not a writer. <laughs> and then season two is just like, oh yeah, rather than have it like he reveals his face to Grogu before he leaves, they have the episode beforehand where it's like, okay, I'm going to reveal it to a fucking terminal so that I can get, like, find out. Whereas it's just like, okay, you've ruined all the tension between, like, for seeing his face. Be- in the previous episode, Bill Berg, or whatever his fucking name, gets to see the Mandalorian's face and a random like, Empire person gets to see his face before Grogu does. So, it's like, what's the point? And then this season, they don't have any face reveal because why would you? The whole point of the thing was to get his f- helmet back on so he doesn't have to take his helmet off. But they do that in two episodes. So, you're like, well, he's not going to take it off again because he's already done it. But, like, you could have had it so he could have taken his helmet off multiple times because he's already broken the Kree. And then it, he, you could be debating whether or not he's even trying to get to Mandalore to put his helmet back on because he's already broken it and he's trying to prove that he doesn't need to and whatnot but you could have had a moment where it's like life or death and he needs to and then he has to go to the thing to get it back and it's i don't know i just didn't feel like this season worked but yeah anyway um i hope you enjoyed this little rant about the mandalorian season 3 i'm sorry that it's quite short, um but honestly i kept forgetting that this show even existed and that's a shame because i really did like the first season the second season was good until, like, all the Luke Skywalker crap came into it, and you're like, ugh, great, and then it just became a show about making setup for another show, and then this season really did just feel like here's setup for all the other Star Wars crap that we're pumping out, um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed, uh, I'll see you next week for something, uh, TFE may or may not come out, I don't know, I have to feel, I have to see what amount of news there is and i'm i'm on holiday well i'm off for a week so i might have time to do it but i might be streaming so check out my streaming uh at twitch slash frankenstein or whatever it is it's frankenstein it'll be in the link in the descriptions um yeah hopefully i'll be around if not live long and prosper (laughs) bye